Well, Father, we thank you. We praise you today in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your healing anointing. We thank you for your healing power today in the name of Jesus. And as they come into this class today, they hear the word of God and to react with you, to participate with you. We'll see miracles, signs, and wonders. And we thank you and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. We call the sick healed. We call the afflicted, you are delivered, you are healed now. You are made whole in Jesus' name, in the authority and the power of that name. Amen. Good morning, Prophet. Amen. Good morning, Apostle. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Okay, praise the Lord. Well, looking at Apostle's notes this morning, I pray God you get blessed. The topic, as he's already said, is turning toward the presence of God. Turning toward the presence of God. We're going to look at uh, Psalms 23 and verse 6. And we're going to look at that one in the Amplified Classics this morning. Psalms 23 and verse 6 says, Surely... Are only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and through the length of my days, the house of the Lord hmm, and his presence shall be my dwelling place. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Through the length mm-hmm. of days. The house of the Lord shall be his presence, and his presence shall be my dwelling place. That's a powerful statement. Yeah, yeah. Every believer is in the presence of God in the sense that the greater one is within. He is within you. He's within us. Through his spirit. But we are to learn to live mindful of him who is within. Mm-hmm. It makes all the difference in in our lives, in our lives, in my life, and in your life, when our attention is fixed on the one within. We rob ourselves of the highest flow when we don't give proper attention to him who abides within. Okay, Apostle, just stop me when you get ready. So in his presence, it's full of joy. Let's pause there for a second. Let's pause there for a second. Read that last paragraph again. Every believer is in the presence of God, in mm-hmm. the sense that the greater one is within. He's within you. He's within each of us through the Holy Spirit. But we are to learn to live mindful of him who lives within. It makes all the difference in your life and in my life when our attention is fixed on the one within. We rob ourselves of the highest flow when we don't give proper attention to him who abides within. 
And that is so true. See, all throughout the scripture, it talks about Christ in you. The hope of glory. The greater one lives in you. The greater one, according to uh, St. John chapter 15, he said, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, then you can ask what you will. But if your attention is not yielded to him, you won't turn to him. See? You won't, he'll be an afterthought to you. That's not the way you get healed. That's not the way you stay healed. He can't be an afterthought. You got, listen, you got to turn yourself over to him. I mean, really, it's like getting the front end alignment on your automobile. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get you a front end alignment with him. How? By turning towards him. Stay conscious that you are turned towards him. A lot of people say, well, you know, All I got to do is just believe. All I got to do, that's not all you have to do. No, it's not. You want to turn towards him. And then, listen, sure you want to believe him, but you want to act on what he said. That's what I mean by you got to do more than just believing. See, listen, so then faith cometh by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, who are you listening to? Whether you realize it or not, what's being said is affecting you. In one way or another, good or bad, it's affecting you. Do you see it? I guarantee Amen. you, at your house, All kind of distractions show up at this time on Saturday morning when healing school is in session. You know why? Satan don't want you turning towards God. He wants you to stay right there where you are. Sick, don't know what to do. No, 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 no. Turn yourself towards God and receive what you need from him. Amen? Amen. All right. Psalm 16 and 11 says, in his presence is fullness of joy. I like that. Amen, I do too. Living in the presence of God is the greatest joy offered to God's people. The Lord said, living in my presence doesn't come by earning it, but by turning to it. Mm-hmm. 
by turning to God. It doesn't come by earning. It comes by turning. No, no one has ever turned toward me, says God, and I have not met them there. We don't have to do enough. Amen. We don't have to do enough studying and praying and, and, and good works to earn his presence. He has already made himself ours. He's already made himself yours. And all you and I have to do is turn our attention toward him. God wants us to start every day in the spirit. I want to say that again. God wants us to start every day in the spirit. Yes. Then, and then keep our hearts turned toward him all day long. Mm-hmm. It only takes mm-hmm. a moment to turn. One moment. It only takes that amount of time to turn. Turning is something every one of us can do. King Hezekiah, while on his deathbed, turned, and that turn added 15 years to his life. Mm-hmm. The prodigal son, who had left his father's house for a lifestyle of sin, he made a turn, and his life was put back on course. Everyone yes. can turn. Who? Everyone can turn. Everyone, Everyone. can turn. Prophet, this remind me of our father in the gospel who's in heaven now. Brother Hagin. Brother Hagin said he was complaining to the Lord one day. The Bible said if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. And he was telling the Lord, I'm not eating the good of the land. This is wrong. That's wrong. This is wrong. This other thing over here is wrong. And the Lord told him, he said, Kenneth, you don't qualify. He said, oh, Lord, you hit me a low blow. He said, Kenneth, you don't qualify. You are obedient, but you're not willing. You can't go kicking and screaming and call that willing. No, it's not. Brother Hagin say, it only took him a moment to get that thing right. What happened? He turned. He turned. And when he turned, the situations and circumstances in his life, they changed too. He could no longer say, I don't have this and I don't have that. What happened? He turned to the greater one. Anybody can turn. I love that. All right. Everyone can turn. Everyone can turn. Turn toward the presence of God. Every believer can turn. The sinner can turn. The backslider can turn. The sick one can turn. The one with financial struggles can turn. The depressed one can turn. The young and the old can turn. The healthy one can
can turn, the physically impaired ones can turn. There's no one who cannot turn toward the presence of God. We all can turn. Well, what is a turn? What is a turn? What's in a turn? Everything's in a turn. What's in a turn? A life of joy and peace. What's in a turn? The plan of God comes into view. What's in a turn? Eternal life. Really, come on. What's in a turn? The fellowship of God himself. Turning toward God includes turning toward the word and away from everything that opposes or contradicts God's word. Mm-hmm. We, we are to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, Matthew 4 and 4. Turning always includes turning toward our spirit and away from the mental and physical arenas. To turn away or to turn toward our spirit is to turn toward the greater one within, the source of all power and strength and all ability. To turn toward the greater one within, you and I turn toward all he is, all that he is within us. He is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the provider, the victor, and the source of all joy, peace, righteousness, and wisdom. That's who he is. And you see, that's powerful. That is very powerful. Amen. Now, let me, let me show you something here. You have to turn away from everything that contradicts the word of God. Everything. You got to watch your words, brothers and sisters. Let me show you what I'm talking about here. Remember, Lazarus died. Isn't that what the Bible said? Yes. Lazarus died. Jesus waited for how many days to show up, prophet? Wow. Jesus, Jesus waited for three days before he showed up. Now, pay attention to words. Jesus never did say, Lazarus is dead. He said, Lazarus died. Pay attention to words now. There is a night and day difference between somebody being dead and somebody died. Had Jesus said Lazarus was dead, he couldn't have called him back. Pay attention to words. He didn't want him dead, so he wouldn't speak that. You see what I'm saying here? Uh He said Lazarus died. That's two different things. Somebody is dead and somebody died. Because Lazarus, Jesus said Lazarus died, 
He's showing you what his will is, his intentions. What did he do? He called him back here. But if he had a said, Lazarus is dead, he would have stayed right there, dead. Do y'all see what I'm saying to you here? There's a night and day difference between somebody died and somebody's dead. Search the scriptures. You will see incident after incident. Pay attention to what? To words. You have to make sure your words is in line with what you are believing God for. You can't believe one thing but speak another thing. Jesus had to talk in line with what he wanted to do. Again, he didn't say Lazarus is dead. He said he died. Mary and Martha said, I believe Martha said, if you had been here talking to Jesus, my brother would not even have died. Jesus told her who he was. She said, yeah, I know. He'll, he'll, we'll see him again in the resurrection. Jesus looked at her and said, I am the resurrection. The resurrection is me. You're looking at the resurrection. He called that man back. He called that man back. What am I saying? Sickness and disease been destroying your life? It has you in bondage? Turn to the Lord. You know what healing is? He's giving you back your life. Boy, that's powerful. He's giving you back your life. Turn towards him and watch what happens. All right. Amen. Praise God. Psalms 9 and verses 1, 2, and 3 says, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. When my enemies are turned back, Mm -hmm. they shall fall and perish as I present. So you see, as we give ourselves the spiritual habit, as we develop the habits of being in continual praying, we hold ourselves in his presence. You hold yourself in his presence. Once you yes. develop that habit of praising God and worshiping God and glorifying him, that anointing of his presence destroys the yokes that's on your life. That's right. And the enemies of sickness, the enemies of pain and depression and lack and confusion and every other enemy, it falls and perishes from your life as you live in his presence. So you want to live in his presence. 
And I want to pause there a moment, uh, Pastor, because I hear someone out there saying, well, how do you do that? Well, how do you do it? Is you stay in his word. Earlier in in in, in uh, the message, we said that we have to stay in the presence of the Lord. You want to stay there. How do you do that? You stay in his word. You live in his presence. You come to him day by day. You, it says God wants us to start the day. He wants you to start your day and my day in the spirit. What does that mean? You must start your day in the word of God. Amen. Before you get involved with anything else, before you start your daily routine, before you get dressed for work, before you go out the door for work or wherever your day might take you, going to school, wherever, going to the grocery store, preparing meals for your family, whatever is on your agenda for for today, in, in your routine, your daily routine, before you start that, Open the word of God. Amen? Yes. If I don't have time, you don't have time. If you don't have time for the word of God, you don't have time for anything else. That's right. I'm going to say that again. If you don't have time for the word of God, child of God, you really don't have time for anything else. Because when you meet God early in the morning, you remember in our lesson, it says, there's never been a person that turned toward me and I didn't meet them there. You see it? That's right. So if you're turning toward him in your prayer time in the morning, in, in, in your time of reading his word, he's right there with you. That's what he's saying. I'm right there with you. And so to be in his presence is what fullness of joy. Yes. This is my trust might try to hold you back as it does most of us every morning. But the Bible talks about fighting the good fight of faith, right? That's well, right. The good fight of faith is making sure that you hold fast to whatever the word of God has said about your healing. Mm-hmm. What did he say about your healing? We can go from the old covenant to the new covenant. You're going to always find something in there about healing. Healing. In, in Isaiah, let's go from the old to the new. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was wounded for your transgression. He yes. was bruised for your guilt and your iniquity and the chastisement of your peace was laid on him, and with his stripes, you are healed. That's the full covenant. But we jumped, oh, we know who he's talking about. He's talking about Jesus. And then we go over into the new covenant in First Peter 2.24, and it says, who his own self. Again, Jesus Christ, bear my sins, your sins, and his own body on the tree is on an altar. He offered himself on it, that you call your name. I call my name when I read it. And I, Helen yeah. Elder, my dying yeah. to exist to sin and live unto righteousness and by strife. By his strife, watch this, watch that verb, I was healed. You were healed. 
You have to say that in the morning. Say that mm-hmm. you were healed by the stripes of Jesus. Say, Father, thank you. I was healed by the stripes of your darling son, by the stripes that Jesus Christ took on his body on Calvary, the stripes that he bare in his body. It was for my healing. And I thank you right now. I was healed, and I'm still healed today. You see, child of God, when you do that in the morning, when you do things like that, and there are many scriptures, Proverbs 4, uh, Mark 11, we can go on and on, but when you go into that word, that's why he said, come on, do this first. Didn't he? He said, do this first every morning. I Mm -hmm. want you to do this first. He said, meet me in <laughs> in, 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 in this word every morning. He said, I want you to do this first. God wants you to start every day in the spirit. This is how you start every day in the spirit. And so as you sit there or kneel there or wherever you do your scriptures, wherever you read your scriptures, child of God, you are turning. That's what Apostle is talking about. You are turning. You are turning. You are turning. God. Yes. And because you're turning to him, he's, he's meeting you there. You see it? That's how you do it. That's how you That's do good. it. That's what turning is. Turning toward God includes turning toward his word and away from everything that opposes or contradicts his word. And so when you get that in you in the morning, you address, you're feeding your spirit thing. That's right. You're ready now. Yeah. You prepare by, by putting on clothing, your shoes, your shirt, your skirt, your dress, whatever. You comb your hair. You do your natural grooming in the morning, your physical grooming. And now you're ready for the world. Well, well you see, the, the, he's telling you get ready in the spirit world the same way. Mm-hmm. You must do that every morning. Amen? That's how you turn. And he said, there has not been one person that has turned to me in the morning in the spirit, and I did not meet them there. Who doesn't want to meet God in the morning? Who doesn't want to be in his presence in the morning? The Bible says in his presence is what? The fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Yes. So it means, it means turning toward him. I will praise you. Just that's what we looked at in Psalms 9. Good morning, three. I will praise you, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all your mother. I will sing praises to your name, O. So as we give ourselves the spiritual habit, as we make this a habit, as we develop the spiritual habits, we have to develop spiritual habits like we do natural habits. Make it a habit. Before you get into the routine, your daily routine, make it a habit of praising God, of holding yourself in his presence. And, 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 and his presence is going to destroy every yoke of the enemy, every sickness, every disease, every pain. You say, really? I've not experienced that. Well, seek it out. Look for it as you praise God. Say, Father, thank you for healing me. Father, thank you for, for delivering me. Thank you, Father. I receive it by faith, doubting absolutely nothing. Because you see, your words have to line up too. Don't just That's right. think. 
that we can think our way through that. No, praise him and thank him for healing you. Amen. I do it every morning. Child of God, you can too. All of us can turn. When we t- when we speak like that, we're turning from the day-to-day uh, attacks, the pains, the sickness, and all the things that Satan has planned for you before you even, you know, your feet even touch the floor. He's planned, you know, for your body to, to stumble. And, but that's okay. Keep going. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Say, I know I can. I can do this. Take one step. Because remember, you just came out of the spiritual arena. You just came from God's presence. And say, yes. Father, thank you. You're strengthening me every step of the way. You're, 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 you're holding me up. You're empowering me. You're enlightening me. And it's going to get lighter every, every step of the way. Amen? That's right. So you see, you have to say that. I say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God. And him I trust surely. He'll deliver me. Psalms 91, 1 through 3. His presence, refuge, and your safe place from the enemies that oppose you. Mm-hmm. God, you have to do that. That's how you do it. Make your words do it. Sometimes your body doesn't want to do it. Sometimes your body's going to say, well, I'm just too tired to go into prayer today. I'm just, child of God, I'm going to say it again. If you're too busy or you're too tired, for prayer, you're too busy, and you really are too tired. You have to make a way to press your way. You have to press, press, and you don't feel like you do it anyway. All throughout the day, you can turn your attention toward God, not just in the morning, but you can do it all throughout the day. Daily tasks and responsibilities don't have to rob you of your consciousness of God. So turn. Mm -hmm. James 4 and 8 tells us, Draw near to God. He's always responding to your movement in his direction. Go ahead and move toward him. That's how you do it. You turn to his word. Amen? That's right. And Psalms 23, 6 in the Amplified. For the rest of our lives, it says, we can live in the highest flow as we give ourselves the spiritual habit of living in the present by simple actions of a turn. Then we can say, as David said in Psalms 23 and 6, to the length of my days, the house of the Lord, Mm -hmm. his presence shall be my dwelling place. I'll say it again. To To the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. That's Psalms 23 and 6 in the Amplified. I hope you got blessed today. Amen. Just sharing with you and sharing with you, Apostles, caused my strength to come in. You know, when you go into that anointing into the Word of God, it brings exactly mm-hmm. what it promises. Amen? That's right. That's right. It, 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 you know, Prophet, it is impossible to be in the presence of the Lord and remain sick. Mm. Are you listening to me? It is impossible to be in the presence of the Lord and remain the same way like you were before you came into his presence. Well, yeah, that's true, especially if we participate and receive. 
But we can yes. remain sick. We can remain sick if we don't receive. Amen. That's right. We have to, that's our part. We the word being taught, you know, we talked about that on this week in our time prayer time. The word taught, not mixed with faith, profited them nothing, those in those that heard it, because it was not mixed with faith in those in them that heard it. See, the word preached will profit you nothing if you don't mix it to faith. And receive it and believe it. Amen. So you, we, we, when we get into his presence, as we shared with you already today, earlier this morning, that you are entering to the presence of God through his word. See it? Mm-hmm. Through his word. So you give him praise with your word. You speak the word of God as we demonstrated in Isaiah 53, 5. And then you praise God and you say, thank you for this word, Father. I believe it. I receive it. You see, we have to say that. You get into First uh, Peter 2.24. You say, thank you, Father. That's me. I believe that and I take it by faith. And you shout praises to him. That's yes. participation. That's you getting in, getting into the presence of God through your own faith. That's you mm-hmm. letting Satan see that you are not going to be defeated, <clears throat> that you will receive the word of God. It all has to be received by faith. And how do you receive something by faith? You must say it. Thank you, Father. That's I right. believe this word, and I receive it by faith. Amen. Yes. And then, and then you're going to start seeing what you're believing for. You're going to start seeing it manifest. But don't just think it's automatic, child of God. No, we have to. We have to do our part. Amen? Do it. Do it daily. We talk to other people every day. We go on those jobs and we say all kind of things. We, we, we have to speak to communicate on those jobs. Have you ever tried just going to work and sit in your seat and say nothing? Have you ever tried doing that? You ever tried just going to a, a business meeting and just sit there and don't say anything? Will anything be accomplished? I don't think so. Well, it's the same way when you get into, when you turn to God, which is what we're talking about this morning, turning. Come on, turning toward God, toward the presence of God. But when you turn toward God, that means you're going to speak his word. He said, come, let us reason together. Remind me of what I said. You think he forgot what he said? No, but he wants you to get his word in your mouth because he knows that when when you get his word in your mouth, it's causing healing. It's initiating that healing process. It's starting yes. that healing process to turning in you. It's, it's really bringing forth what your body needs. But it starts where? In your word. And you saying, Father, I believe this word. I receive this word. I take it by faith, doubting absolutely nothing, and I am healed. And now the process is starting. You see, so in any any arena where you go, you must speak words. Words are very powerful. His word, God's word, must be spoken. Amen? Must be spoken. That's right. 